Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 146. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Tony Katz. Yes, we do. And Off-Road Andy. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, check out our sports podcast after this, uh, Parades Suck. And uh, hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. It's the holiday season. It's uh, you're supposed to be giving. And if you like this pod, we don't ask for money. Just share with a friend. All right. Speaking of uh, money, Ballast Point, Andy, sold again. Yes. So the brewery Ballast Point, you may have seen them. You might know Sculpin. That's one of their big ones. Uh, about four years ago, it was bought by Constellation Brands, which is like Corona and Modelo and some other beers. So a big company. Um, they wanted to get into the uh, the craft business there. And uh, they saw it was growing, and they had uh, you know plans for it. And uh, I mean, we, we've noticed they've had plans because uh, they've built a couple of uh, tap rooms around Southern California here, uh, one in Long Beach, and then most more recently one in Downtown Disney. Been to that one. So they're really trying. They were trying to grow the brand, but I guess it's not working out. And they uh, they ended up selling to some really small local brewery. So I want to know more details about this. Hmm. They must be getting some financing from somebody else. Um, cause that just doesn't make sense. Constellation bought Ballast Point for a billion dollars four years ago. Jeez, a billion. Bro. This, it, this is some small brewery like you could find down the street or something. So it doesn't really make sense. Um, there was some, some estimate that the brand value, so like the value outside of what it actually owns, uh, was estimated to be like 220 million back then and is now only worth 17 million. Dang. Um, so again, that's surprising cause they've, they've, made these tap rooms they've they've in this expansion started even before that in san diego they have a bunch of tap rooms um but it kind of points to maybe the the death of the explosion of craft beer in that there's all these there's too many options there's so it's two things that may may be causing this uh the first is just increased competition because there's so many of them now Mm -hmm. whereas like in orange county there was like two when i could first drink and now there's so many of them that obviously they're going to be taking business away from each other. Yeah. The other is that uh, maybe Tony can guess on this one. What do you think is uh, helping to kill craft beer here? Helping to kill it? Yeah. Oh, I think you know this. In your experience. <laughs> Drinking too slow? No. no close. But what's always in our fridge? <laughs> truly, you know the answer oh, to truly, this. Truly, truly. So, yeah, the, in- the increase in consumption of these... Uh, Seltzers. Hard seltzers, whatever you want to call them, low calorie options. Um, I don't know if that's it. I know that's part of it. it's like, oh, the you know the young people will like the low calorie. That's not. I don't think. I think so I just don't like. Should they make a tap room of Trulys? So here's the thing: Boston Beer. That's uh, Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. They're the makers of Truly. Oh, they yeah. they figured it out early that yes, you got to you got to diversify. Um, I'm not sure what um, Constellation Brands here owns. That they should have uh, got on it and said they. I mean, Corona is still super popular. Modelo, I think, is actually they said uh, growing for them. But I like Modelo. Yeah. So I think I just saw this this kind of craft beer that didn't doesn't have anything else to it is just not going to do it. So I don't know. A warning sign, I guess. It's a it's a bad look. But uh, the good thing I'd say is that the people who originally built Ballast Point and made it what it was made the recipes for all those great beers. They got that billion dollars. Mm-hmm. They all were most of them retired, like from the company. They stayed on, but then 
left the company after about a year, and they kept their distillery that they're still running. So, I mean, they made out. It's uh, pretty good for them. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, yeah. Huh. Interesting. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, the brand. Oh, and just for uh, information, the Chicago company that bought them is called Kings and Convicts Brewing Company. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it owned by like Akon? I'm, I'm, that's what I don't know. It's just some small company that said their website crashed today because they didn't expect all that traffic. Because everyone's looking it up. What the hell is Kings and Con? That sounds like a record label for you know Kanye West friends. Yeah, brand. Maybe. Um, okay. Well, uh, that's pretty much all the news stuff we have, um, that doesn't relate to movies. We do have a lot of movie stuff and including, well, we got a trailer coming soon, but we also got a title for, uh, Andy, you want to, you want to field this one? Um, I don't have it up. Maybe. Okay. Well, I got it then. (laughs) Yeah. Ghostbusters afterlife. Ooh. That's the title. Oh, I thought we were talking about the other one. Um, no, we'll get to that uh, okay. next. Yes, yeah, so uh, there should be a trailer for the new Ghostbusters uh, soon. People are expecting probably... With like a ju- true trailer? How like long a- ago was it when we saw that uh, teaser trailer? Uh, I feel like it was over the summer. I mean, it was... I, I think, think it was, it was earlier beyond that, because it was definitely in that my room now. Was it? Yeah. And that was that was nothing. No, that's what yeah, I was, it was just yeah, a- I guess that's not even a teaser. That's just a... Is we're, this real? Yeah. We're making it fun. Um, but the, ex- yeah. the expectation is that this will come out with uh, Jumanji. Which is out in two weeks. So wait, the trailer or the movie? The Ghostbusters trailer will oh, okay. will oh, so like will play be before the, the the new Jumanji. Maybe movie. you go to the Jumanji movie and then that's the trailer you see. Yes, that's the expectation. I like that. So okay, I mean that's exciting to see what uh, what that actually is, what this movie is. So and the, the title gives I guess a little more hint: Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hmm. Now, uh, this next movie, you won't have to wait long for uh, the trailer because uh, this podcast comes out. It's Wednesday, if you're listening to it, and it just came out. Um, so this trailer's out today, too, and that is No Time to Die, 007. Yeah, so this is, uh, I, they were releasing it, I think it was like on Good Morning America or something. So if any of our listeners also watch that, that's that's cool. But uh, Daniel Craig's final, final, final 007. Yeah, this is exciting. This is uh, the director is uh, like best known. He did True Detective season one, which everyone you know the best absolutely one. loves. Um, it's also got Rami Malek, who's the uh, reigning uh, Oscar champ. He happened to win last year. He's going to be the uh, villain here, and uh, Bond villains are always important. Oh, We've had yeah. some good ones with uh, Daniel Craig there, so they're vital. Yeah, but we're excited to watch that. That should be a good one. Uh, we just got word, at least I just saw this literally as we were walking in here for a new movie that's going into pre-production from the director, Martin Scorsese. You may have started or finished or are afraid to start because of the length of The Irishman on Netflix. Well, he's uh, getting ready to film another movie with De Niro and DiCaprio yet again, and they're going to be filming that over the spring and summer. And that is Killers of the Flower Moon. Now, I hear that. All I think of is the Killing Moon song. Uh, but this is actually about an Osage tribe in the United States 
are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 20s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. This also has to do with the uh, forming of the FBI at this time. And uh, DiCaprio will not be playing J. Edgar Hoover again, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. So. He's actually not listed as far as who he will be. Yeah, uh, I think there's So I wouldn't rule it out, Andy. Uh, no, they confirmed. Oh, they did. I mean, the story I read. Just cause, to unconfirm. Because that's the first thing I thought of. Like, oh, shit, he's going to play Hoover again? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think he would. Yeah, if it's for two different movies, I feel like that's kind of weird. Uh, the Charles Manson guy did it this summer. Well, that guy was fucking an exceptional, though. <laughs> yeah, that I feel like actually, that's all he has. That guy actually does look like Charles Manson, and nobody knows who he is other than that, I don't think. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Although that would have been funny if he was. Like, he's just typecast <laughs> as a, this in two movies. Um, but that sounds interesting. It's based on a book. Uh, I wouldn't mind actually getting this. This book came out two years ago um, of the same title, Flower Flower Moon, something like that. Yeah, and Scorsese doesn't want to stop working. He just wants to keep going. It's, I mean, the, the truth is how many how many more years does he have left? Yeah, but so well, just keep going. Yeah, as long as he's staying active. It's like him and him and Ridley Scott. Like those guys just keep turning out movies, and it's like you guys are. If old. you can, like, yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, you're obviously you. He does a good job at it. He enjoys it. I'm sure. Why stop? Yeah. Looking forward to that. All right, now uh, we actually have a threat, um, not directly to the pod, thank God, but Adam Sandler. He uh, he threatened the world that uh, he's going to make a movie so bad on purpose. In quotes, if he doesn't win an Oscar for Uncut Gems. So we talked about Uncut Gems, I don't know, a couple months ago. The trailer looks great. It look actually looks really good. Um, he just is an actor in this movie. He didn't write it, anything like that. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he could get a nom. He's oh, I think he, I think you said he's definitely going to get a nomination. Yeah. Uh, there was also a story that they tried to submit it to the Golden Globes as a comedy because Golden Globes has separation. And they're like, it actually isn't a comedy, even though Adam Sandler's in it. It's not a comedy. So they then said, okay, well, it'll be a drama. Hmm. But I, yeah, I think right now that he's, he's got a great chance to be nominated, at least. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. I mean, they're probably going to give it to him, right? They really want him to make another movie. I mean, I'm curious because if he's going to make a movie that he thinks is intentionally bad. Like, what if what it's is, really good? What does he think That's My Boy is? Or <laughs> was Sandy Wexler? <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going to make something. Like, he thought those were good, right? Yeah. So, Well, he thought they were something. Could he actually think they were good? Or did he just want the paycheck and enjoy making movies Well, I mean, he, he does. He seems to make two at this point, which is like the, the murder mystery, is that what it was called? That was just a vacation to Italy, basically. Yeah, that's all that, they are is vacation. That's not bad. It just wasn't good. Yeah. And then there's the thing where he's playing a weird character that's just like horrible. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to know what this third venture is. <laughs> what is he? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. So I mean, is he going to make a real movie if this if he does get a an Oscar? What do you mean? Like, like he, is he going to make another good movie? I think he actually is already has another project in the works that's supposed to be like good with someone else good so well i'm sure he is but yeah. i'd like to see the script or something if he already has something chambered for oh okay yeah. the complete opposite you know yeah something bad but that's kind of the the movie news pretty good stuff um before we get into box office numbers that portion of the pod was brought to you by simple doggy the dog leash that is quicker and easier and it works with your dog's current collar or harness for a limited time. 
Tony's Take listeners, that's you. Can get 25% off and free shipping when you plug in promo code. Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. Head to simpledoggy.com. That's two Gs. Plug in promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. Get that for your dog for Christmas, and they will love you. All right. Should we uh, look at some box office numbers from the holiday weekend? I got someone first. Of course you do. Yeah. There was a trailer that came out today. Yeah? For a Marvel movie. I know you guys aren't the biggest Marvel fans, but uh, a lot of the movie world is a black widow black widow and this is uh quite interesting because if you watched avengers endgame you'd know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. um this movie is going to be taking place before avengers infinity war even okay so this is a a prequel of some sorts and it goes into her past because she was a you know a russian assassin who then got you know, found by, I guess, America or Sam Jackson or whatever. I don't know all the details, but that's what we're going to find out. Um, but then in this story, she also goes back to Russia and, you know, teams up with some weirdos like uh, Dave, David Harbour of Stranger Things. Okay. Plays this weird Russian Captain America, it looks like. Interesting. Um, but this looks interesting. It's a, a good good little, uh, I guess, side story to so the main Marvel story. So is she a story. spider? No. She's just... A spy assassin who's poisonous. No, she just she has no superpowers. Why Black Widow? Because I don't know. She does doesn't she killed her husband. She, yeah, her husband's dead. I don't know. It's something like that. But, but it's Marvel because Black Widow is actually a title because there's another there's a new Black Widow. I guess. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yes. Um, there's too much stuff going on in this web. What I like is like that, that Andy. This web yeah. of Marvel. Of all the, the Marvel movies released so far, I think my favorite one was Captain America Winter Soldier, which was, she was the second lead in there, hmm. and that was more of a, like, spy thing than a, you know, superhero movie with aliens exploding and buildings and shit. It was more focused on government spy shit, like which this, this looks to be as well. Okay. I could so, be in on that. So, and, I, and it looks like it, you don't really need to know about anything else going on with the Marvel world to enjoy this. I like Iron Man. Although, yeah, she was an Iron Man too. That was her first thing. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's important that I think people want to. And when will that be coming out? Summer? Uh, this May. This May. Okay. All righty. Well, box office numbers. Frozen 2. $85.3 million. I guess to keep your kids from being nuts, you had to take them to the theater over the holiday weekend. Next, the uh, surprising movie, at least it was to me, 97% for Knives Out did $27 million. Ford versus Ferrari did 13.3. Then Mr. Rogers' beautiful day in the neighborhood doing almost 12. Queen and Slim, same number actually, 11.8. 21 Bridges playing with fire, Midway, Joker, and Last Christmas at the bottom. Joker did another $2 million. Just staying there forever. It's like the new It. Yeah, at this point, it's kind of weird that people... It's been out two months now at this point, hasn't it, about? I would say at least, yeah. Because I thought it came out yeah. like October 6th or 7th or something around mm-hmm. I think you got some repeats. You got second run theaters, all that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's staying around. Okay, we have movies opening up this week, one of which, 93% Dark Waters. Ooh. This is not about the Flint water, but about something else. Uh, I mean, it's similar. It's West Virginia, I believe. Um, Mark Ruffalo investigating. Country Road. Yeah. Take, Take me home. 
You know, he's out there investigating the uh, water quality is, uh, somewhere. Is John Denver John Denver is the investigator? I don't think so. With his guitar? Yeah. Is there a subtitle in here? The Adventures with John Denver? Is there a country road in this? Well, they're all country roads in West Virginia, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, 93%, so that's got to be good. It looks like it's... um. Along the lines of that priest uh, story that the Boston Globe broke. What was that movie called? Spotlight. Spotlight, yeah. Looks something along those lines. Again, it's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, who, a Ruffalo special. I just don't know. I don't see him as that good of an actor. He doesn't have... He has one mode, and it's that like confused face. Yeah, he does. And that's all he has. That's his range. I'm looking even... at three screenshots of his face, and they're all the same. I think it's just how his face looks. <laughs> no, what, uh, what's, what's he in that's notable recently or anything? Cause I Frequency. Know... Well, I don't think he was even in that movie. So. Was he not? <laughs> I, uh, I can see Marvel his, movie. I see his face. Per, oh, he was a uh, fucking Hulk. Yeah, not even regular. So that's what Hulk. he's. In. I saw Thor recently. That's why. That's where I saw him recently. Yeah, he's definitely in that one. Um, he really does look always confused. That's Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Mm, Big okay. difference. Yeah. Well, that comes out this weekend. Uh, you know where Mark Ruffalo played a different character was Collateral. With Jamie Foxx? Yeah, he was the detective like on their case, and he had like slicked back hair. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's probably why I don't remember him in that movie because he's playing a different person for once. Yeah, huh? Good for him. Got a little bit of range. All right, the Aeronauts, eighty percent. It's an Amazon original. In Fancy case you uh, so you can go. I think you can go out and see it this week, but also if you wait till December twentieth, can do Amazon Prime. You can watch this. Hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, Playmobil, the movie. Playmobil, are you serious? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> God damn it. So uh, Playmobil was always like a, like, it's like the Canadian Legos or something. I'm not a Canadian, Andy. Okay, no, they had them here. I had them as a kid. They were always like not as good were and Were they weird. like Connects? No, they I were weird. I hated Connects. But it, I did not know how to do Connects. And they're, they're old too. It's not like, I don't know, but they were always, it's a very weird toy, not that popular. So it makes sense that they're like, well, we'll have it with not very popular actors and five years after the Lego movie comes out. Jim Gaffigan and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, not, not exactly A-listers, sorry. Guy. <laughs> um, no, nah, I don't know this at all. And it got a 24%. Yeah. So there you go. That's what I would expect out of the Playmobil movie. <laughs> I don't know who fucking greenlit this. <laughs> well, obviously the people who want to compete with Lego. But it's always been, a, I wouldn't even say like a knockoff you know of Legos. You know it's what's like ironic, a, Andy, is one of the only Lego sets I ever built was a Harry Potter one, and now Harry Potter is in their enemies yeah. territory. Yeah. I don't think Playmobil is even big enough to be considered their enemy. It's just there. Daniel Radcliffe, what is he doing? Like, I mean, obviously he made m- millions, I guess, on Harry Potter probably, but... He makes a lot of like indie movies and stuff and... Yeah. yeah, he ended up. I think you were still, just. It's inevitable. It turned out to be a weirdo, though. He, well, he did yeah. that like racism movie, right? When he a cop, who yeah, went like undercover. white supremacist thing. Yeah, but he was also in that horror movie that made two of them, the Woman in Black. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I got some information on Playmobil here. It's Playmobil, Andy. Uh, it's uh, from Germany. Oh, wow. Invented by Hans Beck. Just lost our German buddy from <laughs> yeah. the last one. So that's that's interesting. Oh, he died in 2009. That's oh, no. very sad. So this is a memorial. Then how do you make a movie? Or oh, he didn't make this. Oh, he made the toys. Oh, wow. Okay. They're, they're from the 70s. Andy, so. we're going far too long on Playmobil the movie. 
Okay, 98% for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Now, this could be good. A horror movie. Is this Denzel Washington? No, it's an A24 production, of course. Oh, well, Andy already saw it then. Uh, I wish, but could be a good horror movie. I like I like seeing good reviews like that. <coughs> Interesting. Okay, and lastly, 95% for In Fabric. That's the one, actually. That's the horror movie. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, again, I'm pulling these off of I Rotten at, Tomatoes, I at, and their site doesn't work again, so... That's I okay, can't that, click any of it. I looked at it was coming out and I was like, oh, this horror movie looks good. And that's that one. The Andy. other one I think is a documentary. <laughs> that's why it's a hundred percent or ninety-eight percent. Um Yeah, in fabrics, but like a haunted dress or something. So into that. Yeah, okay. Well, those are your movies. So you're either gonna see Play Mobile or, or uh, just, Dark Waters. You're just gonna stay home this weekend with how those movies sound. Yeah. Well, there's also plenty of stuff from before I was to say, watch. Yeah, maybe still. go find uh, Ford versus Ferrari or uh, yeah, Knives Out. The, you know. Yeah, Knives yeah, Out. Watch or... one of those. Um, I actually will be at K Rock Acoustic Christmas on uh, Saturday night. Okay, where's that at? It's at the pond. Okay, a friend of ours, Brian, told me it's at the House of Blues. <laughs> Brian is dumb. But I told him it was at the pond. No, this is just no. That's way too small of a venue. Yeah. <laughs> House of Blues holds like 3,000 people. Maybe they're doing like a pre-show they're with not. like one band there. Because <laughs> that sometimes happens. <laughs> I doubt it. But Like I remember with Coachella, sometimes they do like a one, like one of the How bands would play on Thursday. That? Brian knows a lot, actually. Does he? Yeah. He doesn't know where this place is for one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I haven't heard anything about that, but I'm excited and I love the fact that it's local. Because um, otherwise, that was always a deterrence. Like, oh, I'm not going to... Hollywood or Universal Studios or wherever the hell they've been lately. Um, okay. Anything to, to add before we get into what we've been watching? No. Okay. I actually... I'll go first, as a, as per always. I ha- don't have any movies or sh- TV shows to, to get to, I don't think. But I do have a book I want to plug that I finished over my long drive home from uh, the river over the weekend. A ro- the Ride of a Lifetime. Lessons learned from Bob Iger. He runs Disney. It's phenomenal. It's exceptional. It's not just like a Disney movie, like book type of thing. It's a business book for one. And uh, just how he got his start in the whole deal. It's it's really good. It's very interesting learning uh, everything. And by the way, I botched the title because there was a cover over it. It's Lessons Learned from 15 Years as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Very good book. It's on Audible. That's my recommendation. <laughs> all right. No, I mean, he's... A visual uh, recommendation this week. I mean, a yeah. visual? I guess they're all visual. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> audio. You should, they're just audio. Written word. Yeah, I, I don't know. Say, I don't know. Go what. buy the hard book. That's Whoa. what they call it, right? Yeah, feel the paper. Um, No, I can't... What are you going to... You can't criticize the guy. Like He's obviously enormously successful. I mean, I remember with Di- Disney before him, everyone just shit on Eisner all the time. Oh, like, yeah. Fuck that and he guy. goes into that, too. Yeah, so. It's it's a very interesting, like, just the history of all of it. It's kind of crazy, obviously. Wait, who wrote this one, you said? Oh, boy. I'm sure I mean, he wrote it with somebody him. else. Yeah. Who's, well, who's the, you're talking about? Uh, Robert Iger. Bob Iger. CEO so of Disney. Was, Eisner was the one that came out right after Walt Disney, like, in the 80s or something, didn't he? So it was he, after a few different CEOs. Yeah, but. Iger is the sixth 
uh, person. He's, is he the one who's doing it now? Yeah. So Eisner's the one. That's, was their fifth. names are kind of familiar, yeah. like similar. Yeah. Eisner's the one I was thinking of. He's the one that went in with the Wells guy, right? They were partners together in like the 80s. Literally. No, that was Brief. a different guy. Uh, I think, Eisner was right after that. I thought Eisner was with him. I think they were briefly together. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Because I, I just know. watched those Disney things yeah. like last couple weeks ago. They're, uh, it's an eight-hour audio book, so I spread that out. I li- was listening over the whole month, so... It's a while back, but it's very good. And again, even if you don't like Disney, it's just a good business book. Alrighty, yeah. Like if you if you can get Star Wars for four billion, do it. Oh yeah, they go into that. <laughs> good they advice. Go, they go into uh, buying Fox. They go into buying Marvel. Yeah. It's really cool. If you can employ Chris Berman, do it. He said Murdoch just called him and invited him over for a glass of wine, and he was like, he's like, I'm thinking this guy's just going to ask me if I'm running for president, because uh, I guess this was common or like rumors at the time yeah. and that was like his first question and he's like i'd like to see if you're interested in buying fox but i want to make sure you're not going to run for president obviously they have conflicting uh views yeah and uh he th- i saw this i was on the news or something he, he signed an extension to his contract of two years because he was going to retire this year and yeah, he's uh, in his 70s right he's he yeah i think he's right yeah. around there um and that's why he signed a two or three year contract extension was so that Fox the Fox deal would go through. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Consistency. It's very interesting this story. Yeah. Take it away, Tony. Yeah, so uh I was this whole time I was actually sitting here thinking like, did I watch anything? Did I? And I tried to play back my whole week, and when I played back my whole week, all I could think of was that I drank way too much this past week. Monday night I was out late. Tuesday we did the podcast last week. Wednesday I was out late. Thursday was Thanksgiving, it's a so holiday I didn't week. watch anything. And then Friday was out, and then Saturday was out, and then yeah, yesterday. I mean Sunday, and then yesterday. I mean I didn't truthfully didn't watch anything. I watched some. Uh, I think on Sunday night actually at a friend's house, I watched some documentary on like plastic, but I really am not interested in it, and I don't. That's pretty exciting. Honestly, don't. <laughs> care too much about i mean yeah it's shitty that there's plastic getting thrown in the oceans and everywhere but i mean i'm not an environmentalist person couldn't we just launch it into space and make it their problem <laughs> who's their problem <laughs> the aliens yeah Come on. fucking wookies Earth, <laughs> earthlings <laughs> that's i mean you see my point if earth is you know only so big and then space is well, vast it looks like a lot of limitless was out of okay. like asia or something how much energy would it take to shoot fucking trash in space? <laughs> Ask Elon Musk. I've been saying it for a long right. time. We should catapult criminals into space. Well, he shot his space. Corvette or whatever into space. So yeah. He knows just exactly how to do it. Like Wally style. Just box it with like big cubes of plastic and just poof, slingshot it into space. And then what if it falls back into orbit? No, you got to get it into orbit, Andy. Get a, a, a orbit? Bu- like satellite? And just yeah, goes around you got to get it above. That's not, that's not good. Well, don't have it orbit the place, but you got to get it out there. Well, I can imagine yeah. space is just filled with all this plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, plastic. that would happen. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You bring straws back if if they do that. You're just gonna yeah. launch it into space. There's no fish out there. That we know. No, of. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm just. I just. It was just turned on when I was there, and I was. I was watching it, but then also not. So I mean, I just didn't. I have no real feedback for it, but he went straight back to the bottle. Honestly, yeah, I mean, I drink like, well, of, I drink plastic water bottles all the time. No, I'm. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he meant like a glass bottle. 
<laughs> you were just saying how you're drinking every night. Oh, like yeah, Sunday, yeah. I had to watch some plastic bullshit and just <laughs> went right back. No, I get it, but it is, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, actually, you know what? I'd like to say actually, I wasn't watching anything, but I have a little kind of a funny story Let's that I'd like it. to share for what I'm watching. I guess with just life. So I had to go to Smart and Final for uh, work the other day to pick up some stuff that we didn't have at my family's place. And uh, so I, it's like 7.30 in the morning, and I had to get a couple gallons of milk and then just a couple, like, canned ketchup. So I'm, I've got the gallons of milk in my little cart. Not cart, my basket, actually, because I was like, oh, it's not too much. I can handle the basket. Honestly, it's starting to get a little heavy, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but so I have my basket with a couple milks, coffee creamer, looking for some canned ketchup. And it, so I'm, like, looking through the aisles. I'm doing my best. I'm looking down every aisle, like, reading at the tops to see, like, what it looks like it would have canned ketchup. And... I had finally got to the refrigerator, so I was like, okay, it's got to be back there somewhere. So finally, I get to a, someone working. It's this woman, probably you know, plus or minus a few years older, younger than me. And she's like currently waxing the floor with like some, you know, some morning wax device. And uh, I asked her, I'm like, oh, so I was like, excuse me, do you know where like, like can you tell her like the canned ketchups are? And she kind of looks at me for a little bit and then she's like, they're with the ketchups. Here, over here or no she's like they're with the catch-ups and then went over to the next aisle and showed me them and then walked away and i was like oh i figured they were with the catch-ups i mean i was fucking looking for catch-ups i knew they weren't with the frozen vegetables or anything i knew they were with the fucking catch-ups the only problem lady was i didn't know where the catch-ups were or else i would have found them with the ketchups, which is what I was looking for was ketchup and i don't Damn know why it just, it just irritated me because it was just the way it was said to me how it was just like, they're with the catch-ups. I know. I mean, all I needed her to tell me was, she didn't even have to show me. All she had to say was, they're in aisle one. Because it was literally the next aisle over. She just had to say, that, oh yeah, they're in this aisle. And I would have found them with the catch-ups. Because I knew they would be with the catch-ups. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just irritating. And then also to top it off, then actually this is ironic for the documentary I just watched. So I, I needed plastic bags to go outside because I didn't have a cart. So I couldn't, I got like, scolded for almost taking the basket outside so apparently that's a big no-no at grocery stores so i had to get plastic bags and then as she puts myself in the plastic bag she lifts it up and she's like not sure it's gonna i'm not quite sure it's gonna make it out there like if it's not gonna rip but it shouldn't but it, it might and i was just like all right i guess i'll just let you know when my milk is all over your parking lot <laughs> i don't know it was just uh upsetting like a fun way trip to start my monday morning it was just two women there that were younger like 20s maybe early 30s that just truly didn't give a shit and i don't blame them you know they probably you know you figure they i heard smart and final opens at six so i mean they were probably up they probably had to be there i imagine i've never opened a grocery store before but i imagine you have to be there an hour to at least a half hour early if not an hour early actually andy you know, and i both have worked at yeah, grocery you stores open? Uh, a couple times i close well, way more often. how much yeah how early do you have to get there uh, i mean there's people, there's people working in grocery stores at 24 hours no, yeah. i know that that's true so. i guess Regardless, though, these ladies were probably tired, upset. It's Monday. Maybe they had a long drinking weekend also. So I guess I'll kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, just you people Well, I think there. you learned your lesson, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I did. Well, I mean, I'm be prepared. Know, I where the ketchup is. <laughs> I don't know where something is. I mean, I'm going to ask. I just need them to tell me the aisle. I've, uh, every grocery store experience I've ever had, whenever I've asked, where's this? They've always kindly told me the aisle. I've never had someone say, oh, you're looking for milk? It's with the milks. Or, oh, you're looking for... Peanut butter, it's with the peanut butters. Yeah, I know. 
Just tell me where. Like some Captain Crunch. Go to the cereal aisle. It's in the cereal section. Thank you. But yeah, so that's what I was watching. I guess. (laughs) Just on repeat, repeat in your head. Repeat. Yeah, it really has been. Yeah. I mean, it only happened yesterday, I guess, but still, I'll see her again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Come back. All right. Well, Andy, before we get to you, we need to figure out how we can all watch the Irishman to completion before next week because Andy's finished it. I'm an hour and a half in of the three hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't... And Tony has not begun. So I know you want to I talk was... about it. Yeah, you just got to be committed. I'll well, give you some, over, some high-level thoughts. I had just driven for four and a half hours or something home from the river that on Sunday. And so... Okay, it's, up, it's fine. I He's fell up. asleep. He's up. But I, I've enjoyed the hour and a half. So I'll, I'll first give you my, uh, my viewing situation experience. I watched about two and a half hours of it on Thursday night, and I said before, I think I was perfect. I watched the movie last Thanksgiving, and uh, I think it's just a good good time slot to watch a movie. Just ignore that football game at night, because that one sucks, usually. Um, and I think it was like 10 o'clock, and I was like, all right, it's a good time to, to cut it. There's a lot, of a, uh, a lot of stories on the internet on when's the right time to stop watching. Um, and I don't know if we made the right decision, but... It was fine, probably. I said like two and a half hours, so then there was a, an hour left mm-hmm. that I watched the next You're day. Like microdosing almost. Yeah, and I, if I, you know, was really wanted to, I'm sure I could have finished it that night. But it was you want to have all of your energy into it, you know. Exactly. You, wanna, so. you don't want to be doing chores while you're doing it. I almost feel like you should treat it like a uh, like a mini series or something. Do an hour. A, a night or something. Yeah, there's that method too. You could you could f- split it up into four. I think splitting it up into into two is fine. Um, yeah, two hours, an hour and a half. It is interesting that I don't think they could have got away with this if this was supposed to be a, a theatrical release. I think because it was Netflix, they knew people could pause it and stuff. That mm-hmm. it would have been hard to put this all out because there there is a lot of room I think to cut if they wanted to, but basically it's like we don't want to. It's like they just and came out with like how Tarantino always does his nine-hour director's cut yeah. on Netflix. They just made their own version of it already. Yeah. So, I mean, there's it is long. It, it spans over a ton of years. Um, something that was kind of cool but also frustrating is that they don't tell you what year it is. You just kind of kind of get like clues where it's like, oh, goddamn, Kennedy was elected and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then so you got to like... You have to know your history. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had no idea when the movie started. Like I had no idea what year that was supposed to be. Can you just and then yeah, when it even, seems well, you can kind of go off from the cars. I can't. I'm not good enough at that. Because I mean, uh, their car that doesn't help you at all. But yeah, what if you is just that? Like, a 72. Yeah. <laughs> the average car on the road, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like because the part of the framing of the movie, and this is the very beginning, is that uh, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and their wives are going to a wedding on this road trip. And so the movie cuts back and forth between that. And I had no idea when that was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how long, like the other thing with the, the, the de-aging, I don't, I don't, I didn't need it. It's, it wasn't that like convincing that I was like, Oh, definitely is young. Well, are you, like, you're eh. watching it in 4k and all that. I stuff, was not right? watching 4k. It was at my parents. So oh, just, what size TV? Like 50. So that's what I was watching it on too. Yeah. And it, didn't look terrible. No, I it doesn't look think. terrible. But I'm saying it's not. It's not so convincing that it was like 
like, oh my God, like I needed this. Like if you just told me he's younger and was still an old man, I'd just be like, go with it. Whatever. I don't care. You yeah. see that sometimes in like TV shows will do that and they'll put like a wig and you're like, it's like, I don't know yeah, if I need this. Netflix <laughs> needed to do this because it's different. Not yeah. Many yeah. people have done it. Um, especially I say the Joe Pesci one where, except at the, the very end when like they go very far into the future, he seemed the, the same to me. Yeah. And it was like, he's just, he's a very old man in real life. He got little. Yeah, he's just, he's... <laughs> he was he's always just like, <laughs> muscly, kind of stout, little dude that would just whoop your ass. Yeah. And now he's 79 years old, you know, yeah, puttering around. But it, it was just great to see, like, the, so the main three there, you know, Pesci, De Niro, Pacino. Uh, I love that Al Pacino is kind of, he's the... Uh, odd man out of the crew there he's never he's worked with those actors but never with scorsese before Mm -hmm. but they let him be him and they actually like set him up to for it to work like late era pacino is kind of craziness there's nothing muted about it It just it's all out there and uh it works in this in this movie far better than it has in a lot of his other movies so yeah um yeah i'm excited to finish it i'll try and do that this week yeah, and so the length the length isn't isn't bad. I'm not so worried about like oh was it unnecessary? You could have cut this movie into two hours and forty five, but I'm happy that we got to see the whole thing we got exactly to see it as, yeah. as they I wanted mean, it. So I'd rather it be like this, and pe- as long as people aren't saying like oh it's it's too long, you know, it could have ended an hour ago. Because think about if it was two and a half hours, like eh, I wouldn't have minded seeing a little bit more. Yeah. Anything else, or did that eat up all your time? Uh, well, the last thing, and I can bring you two into this. Oh. Uh, I watched The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, Ooh, welcome we to 2019, yeah. Andy. So I'm back on that HBO train. I wanted to, I wanted to wait till it was all out before I got back into HBO, and I did, but then I still waited another month or so. To... Yeah, I was like, it's been out for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's fascinating show. A little different than I thought when I first thought the premise, like, it was just going to be a straight farce, kind of making fun of the idea of the televangelists and just kind of go out, show how like how they're all, you know, actually greedy and that kind of stuff. And they kind of do show that for like the first 15 minutes, I'd say, is the setup. And it's yeah, like, oh yeah. And then it's really just a really interesting family drama and about flawed people. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're not all bad, but some of them, they're all broken in some Damn way. It, Gideon. And just like, yeah. Danny McBride always plays these characters that it seems so absolutely worthless, horrible people. And then towards the end, you start to be like, oh, I can kind of see how he became that way. And maybe he's not so bad after all. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed that um, as creator and you know, writer, director of the show and everything, along with other people, um, he allowed himself to take a back seat a lot in this. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Eastbound and Down, he's probably in, you know, 90% of the scenes. Oh, yeah. Um, vice principals, it's him or uh, Walton Goggins, and as main co-leads. But in this one, it's like John Goodman is was the lead in this. Well, one. to be fair, he didn't have John Goodman in either yeah, of those. But I'm saying I, I like that. It's like, well, even though he's it's his show, he allowed John Goodman because it's fucking John Goodman, exactly. Yeah. But then even like there was a whole episode that was uh, about the daughter. With, well, I'm Where? saying just without. So there's a flashback, mm-hmm. which that had some creepy digital de-aging in that one. Yes, yeah, that, 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 was, that was the one episode I remember talking about that was just kind of like a 
filler, yeah. yeah. Filler but, episode but that's that the, I just didn't. But it did give you insight on yeah. things. Yeah. But I just didn't care for I, that I thought it was. I thought it was great because it was the other side of it is that Walton Goggins is playing a character probably 20 something years older than he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So in that episode, he just ba- got the beams. Uncle Baby Billy. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. When he's feeding him beers. Actually, that wasn't a bad episode. When he's feeding him beers at the party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a funny one. But then it also, they just, he, he said, Danny McBride and Jody Hill, they capture this like weird, absurd small town stuff that I, we don't know because we don't come from that world. Yeah. And so I've always think it's like fascinating. Like, but like the the Satanist group that was like made no sense <laughs> and then had that mansion party and mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of dicks in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you forget, oh yeah, this is also doesn't mean anything. It's all weird and crazy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoy I'm looking forward to uh season two. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you had, Andy? Any last no, things? No. We gotta wait till next week to oh, see what I got. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, that'll uh, wrap us up here on episode 146 of the Tony's Take podcast. Uh, I'm Sean, and join with me we had Afro Uncle Baby Andy. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Tony Cats. Yes, thank you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. See you later.